Hello, everyone. Welcome to the final episode of 2022. <laughs> um, my name is Liz, and I'm with my co-hosts, Mary and poor, poor Sam, who can barely talk. Say hi. Hi. Hello. Um, man, Sam, you're being a really good sport, and um, I'm sure the audience will understand if you don't talk very much and kind of disappear because you just feel like your voice is going to die out on you any second. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah your I'll, I'll try my best uh, to chirp in here and there, but probably won't hear much from me because, <laughs> you know, I, uh, as, as usual, like clockwork, I started getting symptoms of a sinus infection and it has since turned into this, which is, I'm guessing like laryngitis of some, some kind. So trying not to talk too much yep i mean we we always will often say that we try to keep these episodes shorts but do we do we <laughs> no we never do we we all talk too damn much that's a pro that's our problem yeah but of course that's the reason why uh presumably you guys are still listening to us <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so for the final episode of 2022, how did that happen? I don't know. It just did. But, um, anywho. Yeah. Why? Um, yeah. This is ridiculous that we are already at the end of 2022. I know. It really went by pretty fast, but, you know. Yes. Time moves onward and forward. You think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. You're part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the, the, the main highlights. That is the thing of what we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Since this is our last episode for the year, we decided that we're going to kind of go over 2022 on the entertainment side of things. Uh, we're going to revisit briefly some of the stuff we had talked about um throughout the year and also uh talk a little bit about any updates that may have happened subsequent to when we originally talked about them in an earlier episode um i guess like one thing uh that i'll mention because we recently had an update on this was the Johnny versus Amber, round two. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 Um, for any of you listeners that, um, well, presumably some of you guys are aware of this, but in case you missed it, um, earlier this month, Amber had tried to file an appeal um, of the regarding the court case that she lost and more or less. And she owes Johnny quite a bit of money. I mean, technically she does have to, he does have to pay her some 
you know, some money, but it's nowhere near the amount that she owes him. So. Well, technically, all she, he doesn't necessarily owe that to her. Doesn't all he have to do because they're taking it out of what she owes him? Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't remember. I think, I think so. I think that's how that would work. I think okay. that's how that, I think that's how that ends up working because she owes him X amount of money, but he owes her what, like $2 million? So I think they were going to take the $2 million out of what she owes him. Okay, so then it's like basically she owes him a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. And I mean, if somebody knows, is more yeah. familiar with that, that listens to us, please give us, uh, drop us a line, uh, drop us an email and let us know if we're, if we are wrong about that. I mean, it would, it would make sense because she owes him like $10 million. Yeah, and he owes her, like, he owes her two million, so yeah. or ten point five million dollars, and she, and he owes her two million, so it would make sense that they would just take off the two million, and she would owe him eight point five million because why exchange right. money for him to just give two million? You know, like or, right, you know, all that. So that's I I do believe you know technically she owes him ten point five million, but because he owes two million, it would really be eight point five million. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like I said, but if somebody knows that's more familiar with like uh, court proceedings and how money like that is exchanged and when both plaintiffs owe each other, when the when both parties owe each other, how that works. If you know that and we're and we're saying it and we're and we're wrong in our, I guess you would say assumptions, please let us know. Please correct us because we want to know this. We want to know these things. So we can give the the most correct information that we can. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, she could try to fight it, but, you know, is it really going to work? Is At it? this point, Amber, just give it up. Well, up. so the, the whole thing <sighs> is, is like she got a new like team of attorneys. I think Rottenborn's still there, but everyone else is gone. So she has a new round of attorneys and they're, they are trying to get a whole new trial, not just appeal the ruling. They want a whole new trial because she feels like she was tried unfairly. And like, here's the whole thing is like, it was a jury trial. That was a jury of your peers. And right yeah. off the bat, her and her team started making like the jury sound terrible that like, you know, and tried to like, you know, say that they obviously were like know johnny fans or whatever or they went home and they were looking at social media and saw that amber was getting bashed without any sort of proof that these people actually did that and didn't just take into account granted the millions of people that also watched the trial me included that saw her quote-unquote evidence that was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my entire life like you're sitting there saying this man broke your nose but the next day you were on the james corden show and your nose wasn't swollen like you had no bruise like you had nothing and yeah okay fine makeup does something but when you're under those bright lights makeup doesn't do anything so don't sit there and you know so whatever so she's trying to say that the trial's unfair however most of the time in uh, uh an appellate court and that you know deals with appeals it, it's not going to most likely be overturned in her favor and then what will happen is they'll go to like the county supreme court which will then drag on for another couple years so 
But again, I don't know how she has all this money to be paying for these attorneys and stuff, especially since her insurance companies, the ones that she wants to be paying for her attorney's fees and all that stuff, are also suing her as a result because she was found liable. So I, I don't even understand. And then, you know, she runs away and starts living in Spain thinking that, you know, if I run away from the U.S., then I'm free. It doesn't work like that. She's not the brightest person on the planet honestly at all yeah yeah well so we'll see what happens with that but i really don't see it going in her favor and johnny also appealed the two million dollars and i don't think it'll get overturned even though i think his should because technically he didn't say anything yeah. it was his attorney that that did it so like why he should be held liable for his attorney's actions when he wasn't the one that ordered the attorney to do it I don't think he should be held, but um, I don't know if even that would get overturned because it's more of like how the court proceedings went, not, you know, the evidence and stuff like that. Right. And hey, you know what? If for some inexplicable, inexplicable reason, there's actually a round three, you know, we'll be talking about in 2023. So yes, we will. Yeah. So don't worry, folks. You will hear about the drama if it happens. Um, oh, it's forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Sam was very helpful with um, giving us a link to an interesting list of the 20 biggest pop culture moments of 2022. So we're going to kind of use this as like a basis for um, how we'll conduct this episode. Um, and actually, funny enough, what we were just talking about it is number 10 out of the 20 on the list so we'll kind of skip that when we get there but um hey for all you new listeners actually if you are kind of interested in the conversation we had about the trial that we were just talking about you can check it out um it's our episode 51 um, just as a warning, it's a pretty long episode. It's like probably our longest episode. I think it was like way over an hour, if I remember correctly. I think it was. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys are actually interested in hearing about it, um, it's episode 51 and it's, you know, it, it's quite a lengthy episode. So you're going to want to find some time to like really properly listen to it um okay so some of the things on this list we actually did do episodes on or we mentioned them in some past episodes so if um if we did then i will mention which episode we talked about them um earlier this year or maybe even last year possibly but not really it's mostly this year's uh episodes so um i will definitely make a reference to them so <clears throat> first item on the list the don't worry darling drama which we didn't really talk about um on our show but it was a thing that um at least sam and i were somewhat i wouldn't say we were like following it per se but we were pretty aware of it because it's like you know how do you not know about the drama with harry and olivia and then lawrence and all that yeah 
Poor, poor yeah. Florence got like thrown into that mess for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, there were some receipts about uh, what was really going on. I mean, you know, I I never really okay. I personally didn't have an opinion one way or another about Olivia Wilde. Like I knew she, I knew she, who she is, you know, but I didn't like have any real opinion on her until this came up in the last couple of years. And I'm like, I am so sick and tired of hearing about her. And you know, if she ends up back with Jason, um. After all this, I will just start laughing hysterically. Just just laughing at it. Yeah. I I mean, it's just this whole shit has just been that that I mean, I know we we made fun of personally that some other shit shows going on, but that was a real shit show too. Yes. I mean, again, but- to any of you newer listeners, we didn't explicitly talk about like um too many specific PR, PR relationships, topics. but but you know we did talk about them. Um, actually, we talked about them last year in just in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I'll have to like look up exactly which episode it was, but um, it was like one of our really early ones. Um, oh, episode eleven uh pr in hollywood where we do mention if i recall correctly we do mention a bit about pr relationships because one of the most classic pr stunts in hollywood is the concept of the onset romance and the whole thing with harry and olivia most people that are familiar with how you know, PR in Hollywood works. They already suspected that their relationship was a convenient PR stunt to help promote this movie because it just so happens that Harry is one of the main characters in this movie. And guess what? Olivia is also a direct is also the director of the movie. Shocking. Yeah, I'm so shocked over that one. <gasps> yes. And of course, oh so conveniently. Olivia's longtime relationship with Jason happened to end just around the same time that they were working on this movie. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, Jason wins a Golden Globe for his show. And it's like, mm-hmm, lots of drama, getting lots of attention, reminding people that, oh, by the way, Jason has the show that's nominated for an award so hmm i mean it's like come on this is just silly yeah yeah it's ridiculous and then on top of that it turns out there's a lot of onset drama happening which we only kind of which really got spilled over when this movie finally premiered um at um think it was at Cannes Film Festival or was it Venice? Um, I'm not sure. My mind suddenly blanked. I forget. It was either Cannes. I think it was Venice. Right. It was. I think it was Venice. So then around the time just before, like I think by a few weeks, 
before they did the red carpet premiere at the Venice Film Festival, they're, you know, they start promote, they're starting to do the promo for the movie. And then all this drama came out, like onset drama that, um, I think there were some blinds to, you know, certain gossip websites like, you know, Crazy Days and Nights that implied some stuff was going on. Um, not that I really paid that much attention to it, but yeah, that kind of blew up during the promotion for this movie. It's like, I just don't know how much of it is organically, like, you know, reveal the truth, reveal the receipts, and how much of it is to create drama to advertise the movie. I mean, for all we know, it could be like they were trying to spin the drama that was coming out to promote the movie. I mean, it's just crazy timing. And, you know, and also the fact that Florence really didn't do a lot to promote the movie. Like, she did the bare minimum. You know, she showed up at Venice. She did the red carpet thing, but she didn't attend any of the screenings and, you know, the press conferences for the movie, which is kind of a shame because she is one of the main characters. I mean, she's, you know, one of the stars of the movie. So you would think that one of the stars of the movie would help promote the movie, and yet she was not really there. And officially, she wasn't participating much because she was working on another project but you know that's that's convenient mm -hmm. um and i kind of recalled around that time she was supposed to be preparing um for her appearance in dune part two but it's kind of crazy because timothy Chalamet, who is, of course, one of the stars of Dune, was at Venice, and he did the full promotional work for the movie he was promoting. So it's like, mm, what's going on here? What is going on here? Yeah. Hmm. And, of course, um, conveniently enough, after the movie finally gets released to so so critical reviews and you know so so audience reaction oh so conveniently harry and olivia broke up no really yeah sorry i'm sorry y'all i just i'm like yeah yeah uh that was uh that was convenient uh-huh yep um, I'm going to skip slightly because since, um, we just happened to be mentioning Harry Styles, um, actually number three on the list is all Harry Styles all the time. 2022 was definitely the year of Harry Styles as of the release of his album, Harry's House. Um, his sold out love on tour and multiple starring roles in films wasn't enough. His whirlwind romance with Olivia Wilde kept the rumor mill running all year long. Yes, it did. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a, I mean, I'm not really a Harry Styles fan. Like, I mean, I don't hate the guy, but, you know, I don't particularly love him or anything. 
Um, but I will admit, I thought it was kind of cool that he did like um, a mini residency at Madison Square Garden um, earlier this year um, as part of the tour that I just mentioned. So that was cool. I mean, it made a lot of fans really happy. So I will give him a lot of credit for that. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Although funny enough, just um, early, like a few weeks ago, I saw, I think it was like on Just Jared's Instagram, they mentioned that there's a rumor that um, Harry may be uh, seeing one of those uh, Kardashians again. Oh, I forget who was it. Was it, um, was it Kendall? I suddenly can't remember. Yeah, I have no clue. I forget, like, supposedly, like... I think it was Kendall. I think it was Kendall. Yeah. I mean, listen, this, you know, this rumor that they may or may not be, you know, seeing each other is pretty, pretty convenient timing that, you know, this happened not too long after, you know, they broke up, uh, Carrie and Olivia. I mean, I guess it would be a convenient way to, you know, kind of say, well, you know, I'm not like pining over Olivia. I'm moving on. And of course, I mean, I know, I mean, Sam and I kind of, and you know what, and a few other people on Discord, we kind of speculated that maybe it's kind of a kill two birds with one stone because, um, a thing not mentioned on this list that Sam shared with me and Mary is that like recently there's been a lot of controversy about Balenciaga involving other members of the Kardashian family amongst other celebrities that have been, you know, spokespeople for this brand. I mean, I, there's just no words for this. I mean, you know, Balenciaga, like, okay, I get it. You want to do some really edgy advertising to get people's attention and to give yourself the image of being like in the forefront, you know, fashion and culture and stuff like that. But like some of the advertising campaigns are pretty sketchy, like, you know, some of the stuff they hid in the images. I mean, I'm like, I mean, I had to agree with like some of our um, discussion buddies is that how anybody okayed any of this um, in their marketing department, I have no idea. I don't get it. I mean, you know, stuff involving kids and uh, child abuse. I mean, that's just gross. Totally gross. Right? I mean, it's all gross, actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll never understand it. You know, it's kind of funny. Actually, I'm scrolling through this list. Like, quite a few, like, there's a few of these things on this list that are somewhat connected to the Kardashians, like, um, uh, let me see, what was another one? Oh, um, another, um, former ex, um, in the Kardashian family is, of course, Pete Davidson. I mean, Pete Davidson is, like, involved in so much drama this year. I mean, he was with Kim, and then there was a feud with Kanye, and then... Now he's apparently with uh, Emily uh, Rajakowski, or however you pronounce her last name. I, I apologize. Um, I mean, it's like, dude, you know, it's like you, you almost forget this guy is a comedian at this point because he's more known for like dating 
ridiculous he's the, thing he's the PR boyfriend yeah he yeah. is honestly turning into the PR boyfriend I mean seriously and I don't see why I'm sorry <clears throat> but the man he might be I don't even think he's that funny but he's not attractive like what the hell <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just confused but I'm just saying like Kanye started going off the deep end during his and Kim's relationship. So I, I blame Pete Davidson for Kanye's like meltdown. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. It's I all mean, on you, Peter. Yep. <laughs> um, speaking of Kanye, another messy thing that happened is, of course, Kanye just straight up lost his mind over this year. I mean, yeah, I I think the man is mentally unstable and it's like when he comes off his and listen, I'm I'm saying I don't know, obviously, like no one knows. But like he goes through these moments where it's like he's fine and then all of a sudden he acts out like a crazy person. And it's been like this for years. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down. I don't know if he's bipolar or what, but it's like. Like, I don't want to say, like, when he comes off his meds, all of a sudden he kind of goes crazy, but it kind of seems like that. You know, it's like all of a sudden he just, like, loses it and starts, like, rambling off all this stuff. But it's like this year has just been, like, horrible, absolutely horrible. And you just when you think it can't get worse, he he's like, hold my beer and, like, says something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the newest you know, bit of drama is like him being pretty openly anti-Semitic at this point. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like, I mean, really got my, you know. Yeah, he said he liked Hitler. He likes Hitler. He gets why people hate the Jews. He literally had dinner with Trump and Nick Fuentes, who is a known white supremacist and a radical catholic whatever i don't even know so like it, like literally and now he's gonna try and run for president in 2024 like what in the hell is going on yeah like, what's going on the, yeah. the world has gotten has gone crazy that's all i can say the world has gone crazy yeah yeah I I just can't imagine what the hell's going to happen in 2023 with this guy. I mean, I really don't. It's kind of scary to think about how much worse it could be. But yeah, he, he's definitely lost, you know, and it's just sad. It really is. It's just sad to see someone just completely throw everything away. He's lost major sponsorships as a result of that. He's lost a lot of fans. You know, like he's literally throwing his entire career that he built down the toilet. And for what? Like, for what? Because he's, he's throwing a temper tantrum because his wife left him? Uh-huh. Uh, at this point, and I'm not a Kim fan, thank God she left him because she, she was probably in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of his ex, um, Kim, aside from being called out for her... Balenciaga, you know, spokesperson uh, work. 
Um, she also stirred some controversy earlier this year at the Met Gala when she wore one of Marilyn Monroe's dresses. Ugh, I was so angry. I mean, you know, there's really no reason for you to actually wear it. I mean, how difficult would it have actually been to find somebody to, like, make a copy, you know? It's like, if you wanted to show up, you know, as, like, Marilyn, it's not that difficult to find somebody who could recreate it. And not to mention, she apparently went through a really crazy diet to make sure she fit in the dress. So it's like, well, apparently you're too big to, you know, wear Marilyn's dresses. And Marilyn was not exactly, you know, a skinny twig. I mean, not that she was overweight or anything, but, you know, she's a curvy woman. She was very curvy. I mean, she was probably... I know everybody said she was like a size 14, but she really wasn't. I, th- I think she was like a size 8 to 10 back then. But that was extremely curvy for back then. And But she did not have the ass that Kim Kardashian has. I don't know how the hell Kim Kardashian actually fit into that damn dress. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's it's because, again, I, like you said, Marilyn wasn't a stick. She had curves. She was a a normal, average-sized woman. And, you know, Kim has a massive butt. Derriere. And, like, thrives on that. And then she thinks that she could wear that dress. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like I said, apparently she crash-dieted or something to make sure she could fit in it. I mean, it's like, again... Lady, you have money. How difficult is it for you to find somebody who can, like, just make, you know, a replica or something so you could wear it and not go completely crazy dieting like this? Right. Because, you know, it's, you know, okay, regardless of whether you like Kim or not, or any of the Kardashians for that matter, but whether or not you like her or not— it's it's not healthy doing that, even if it is for temporary. It's just not, you know? So it's like, why are you doing this? Or maybe she just doesn't care. I mean, I don't know. I mean, not to mention, like, listen, she's not, like, old or anything, but, girl, you are not, like, some, you know, college student, you know, with, with super, you know, metabolism where, like, you could very easily bounce back from you know a short-term crazy diet you know so it's like i i don't know what you're doing with your own body really it's like are you even taking care of it taking care of it really properly i mean i don't know but anyway we're not gonna drag we won't drag that out um no no um okay so here's another crazy thing that happened that we actually did kind of talk briefly about um will smith's oscar meltdown yeah yeah that that happened yeah (laughs) and and as you can see there's my there's my answer to that Ugh. yeah i mean 
You know, a after like all the craziness that's happened this year, you 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 actually almost forgot about it to a certain degree. But you know, it it did happen this year, not and not last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I you know, th there's a part of me that still can't believe that actually happened. You know, and that it wasn't like a skit or something. That's just the thing. I'm like, yeah, a lot of people thought it was. Yeah, because unfortunately in, in other, you know, at other award shows, like they've done like weird, you know, stunts for, you know, uh, eyeballs and get people buzzing the next day. But nope, it, it, it really happened. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, in case you guys were, in case you new lis listeners are curious, like we talked about this in episode 47, which was our Oscars controversies. Um, obviously at the time, this was like the newest controversy that happened at the Academy Awards. But, you know, we also talk about other examples of controversial, ev you know, events that happen on the actual show or some behind the scenes drama related to the Oscars that happened. Um, so check that out if you're curious about it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of it, it's like, you know, again, we, we did mention it in that particular episode, but, you know, you could argue that what Chris Rock said was not appropriate, but it's like, come on, you know, Will's reaction was equally not appropriate. I mean, it's like, if you really have beef with the guy... You have plenty of time after the show, even backstage, you know, away from the cameras, where you could have confronted him about this. But you had to be on stage in front of not only the entire audience in the theater, but also the millions of people watching from home doing that. I mean, really, you know, you, you, you know, you end up not only humiliating yourself at the end of it but also you are being a complete distraction for everybody else that won that night and you know we're not talking about the fact that will smith won an oscar you know this year we're right. talking about the fact that he slapped chris rock on live on stage yes. on live tv so yeah Great going there, Will. Great going. Um, another thing that happened was Leah Michelle taking over the role in the lead role in Funny Girl. Yeah. Yeah. The the update with that um is that, that you know, there's some mixed reviews. You know, Leah's since Leah's joined the cast, ticket sales have gone off the charts. You know, all these different celebrities have gone to see the show. She's getting rave reviews and all that stuff. Listen, Leah is talented. You can't deny it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I've heard, I never saw Beanie in the role, but there's a lot of people that thought Beanie did well. I just think that they, they, they just did Beanie Feldstein really, really dirty. And the latest thing that ticks me off even more is that now that Leah's there, they're now doing an original cast recording. It's not the original cast because Beanie Feldstein and Jane Lynch are not a part of it. They were a part of the original cast. 
right of this production and mm-hmm. they now are doing it with with Leah and I don't know who took I can't remember off the top of my head who took over for Jane Lynch but like that's messed up and and like Leah's been posting about it over and over and over announcing it all over the place oh the original Broadway cast the original Broadway cast recording it's not the original Broadway cast Leah like you weren't the original and the reason why you most likely weren't the original is because you were called out for being a racist and yeah. and funny girl didn't want to put you on because they know people weren't going to come because people hate you. And people right. still hate you, Leah. You're you're talented, but I refuse to go see Funny Girl because I don't want to, you know, I'm not giving her my money. Right. And not to mention she's a bully. Oh yeah. Huge bully. Yeah, I mean, you know, anybody who's familiar with, you know, all the drama involved with Glee, you know very well that like quite a few people have spoken out, you know, subsequent to the show. And, you know, for some temp, you know, for some actors like who were only on the show for a very short amount of time, they came out after their time on the show to say that, yeah, she was a diva and she totally bullied me. So, like the fact that there's not one member of that cast that likes her. And has gone to see her. I mean, I'm not talking about Darren Chris. Darren Chris, I think, is the only one. But like Chris Colfer was on a podcast and they asked him if he was gonna go. And he was like, I'd rather torture myself at home. Like her castmates don't like her. None of them have gone to see her. And apparently, Rachel Berry is Leah Michelle. Well, I mean, apparently that explains how how she was able to play that role really well. It's like you know, it wasn't really acting. She just changed what she wore and looked like <laughs> on the show and just was herself. So um, I don't remember, like, did you mention, a, well, obviously you didn't die, deep dive into it, um, but um, I think you may have mentioned a little bit about Funny Girl in your, your one of your solos. My, my Yeah, my very first solo episode my second one hasn't come out yet right no uh oh yeah yeah sorry um it yeah your 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 second solo is number 74 okay so uh no one's heard it yet but (laughs) uh or you guys will hear it now by the time this comes that's right all right so anyway my very first broadway episode i actually talk a lot about uh, funny girl I don't go too too deep it's more of just like my personal feelings on the subject because it just didn't really seem fair I really just feel like um, Beanie was treated so horribly in order to get her off I think they they wanted uh, Leah Michelle from the very very beginning and again with all the you know drama surrounding Leah during the pandemic and her being called out and being called racist, they couldn't take that chance. So they hired a nobody like Beanie, um, even though her brother's famous, but, uh, you know, and she just was treated like crap from the moment the show started. I mean, no one even gave her a chance because that's not who they wanted. And they treated her like crap until she finally couldn't take it anymore. She wound up leaving early 
and uh, she hasn't really been heard of since. And, and it's very, very sad. Um, yeah. You know, I feel really bad for her. Yeah. Although but like yes, one, my, my yeah. first episode, I talk about it. Yeah. So it's number 59. Uh, one small update, though, was that um, after Beanie left, um, she there was an announcement. Um, I had to like search my um, emails because I did remember this, but I didn't remember the exact details. But Beanie, um, I think, was set was cast in a Ethan Cohen movie that he's working on. So, you know, we'll, we may be seeing her on the movie screen pretty soon. So that's nice. I hope so. Justice for Beanie. She deserves better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, if you know, you if you want to argue that maybe she's not the best for the role, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, that's still not, you know, that that, that it's still not fair, you know, to be treated like that. Really, it's kind of disrespectful, honestly. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Um, OK, so another thing that happened on this that this list mentions is Louis Jordan. Uh, sorry. Leslie Jordan's tragic death. Um, legendary comedian actor Leslie Jordan died in a tragic car accident um, on October 24th. Um, I, I'm not, you know, to be honest, like I, I didn't really watch much of Will and Grace, so I never actually watch um, any of his comedic work, so I don't know what really to say other than like it is always tragic to hear you know when somebody dies you know like that i mean it's one thing if you're like you know a hundred or something and you you die in your sleep or whatever because you know there's no regrets you lived your life right but you know to be in a car accident and then this happens you know that that's always sad yeah no it was it was really sad like apparently he had a medical emergency, and that's what caused the accident. Yeah. So I don't know if it was, you know, a heart attack or something like that. But with I was actually watching The Masked Singer not too long ago, and he was a guest judge on The Masked Singer this season, uh, not long before he he died. Um, but no, I I you know remember like again, I didn't really watch a lot of Will and Grace, but like I remember seeing him in. A, you know, different roles here and there. And it is just, you know, very, very sad to see someone who passes before their time. Um, and he was just always just seemed like such a, a funny, you know, uh, cute guy. So, you know, it was, it was very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, I did see like, obviously when, you know, it came out that like, you know, what happened to him, they, they obviously like those entertainment shows, they include, you know, clips of like different interviews he, he did. And, you know, I, I did get that impression about like how he's just, you know, he really is honestly pretty funny guy and not just when he's like, you know, on, on stage as it were. Um, so that that does make it really sad, especially for the people who really knew him. You know, that's always the tragedy, you know, not just when somebody dies, but then the people that got left behind. It's obviously a real tragedy for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the big elephant in the room. Elon Musk bought Twitter. And chaos reigns. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Like, the amount of hate speech that's now on Twitter. Like, Twitter was a toxic cesspool to begin with. It's gotten worse. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just gotten so much because it's all about the quote-unquote free speech. And, he, you know, he's not going to just suspend someone for free speech, yet he just suspended Kanye. Yeah. So how's that working for you, Elon? How's that working? I mean, it's like, what are you even doing at this point? I I don't, I just don't even know anymore. Like, what, what are you trying to achieve here? I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like he's implementing all these things. And it's like, did you actually have a contingency plan when you said you were going to get rid of certain things? I mean, apparently not. Uh, I mean, no, everything, and and he's had so many um, advertisers walk out. Like he's losing money, like so much money, on a daily basis. I really don't think Twitter's going to survive this. Yeah, uh, which you know what serves is that him a bad right. Thing? No, it's not a bad thing at all. It serves him right. And you know what? Not only is Twitter suffering, Tesla is now suffering. He's lost so much money in Tesla because people have, you know, basically are walking away from him because of all the crap that he's allowing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, well, okay, that part is honestly really is a shame because, you know, Tesla by itself as a company, if you ignore Elon, you know, they, they are actually trying to do some really interesting things in terms of like, you know, technology and especially like, you know, uh, cars and whatnot. So it is honestly a shame for all those people that work in those company in that company that really are working hard. They are the ones that, you know, are doing all the work to make the company what it is. I mean, he's the guy with the money who owns it, you know, and of course, obviously money is important in a company to, you know, make it run and everything, but you know, it's your employees who really make the thing run, you know, whether it's you're producing cars or whether you are running a social media platform. So it's like the way all these people got treated, um, it's like, it's a real shame. that, That is the biggest shame out of all this. I mean, you know, it's messed up the, you know, all the hate speech that's being allowed all the douchebaggery that's allowed on Twitter, you know, since he took over. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it, it, it's also the people working there that have to deal with this. So I feel bad for them, honestly. I, I also just hope that like the people that did get fired, they are able to find like better jobs after this because, you know, after, after what happened to them, because, you know, that's not fair, you know, like I said, how they were treated. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like I, I do have a Twitter account, but I don't really use it much per se. I mean, I mostly got it to follow people like celebrities and whatnot. Um, I think the yeah. only thing, yeah, 
I mean, the only thing I posted is like, um, like I may respond to, you know, a couple of people I know um, that ha that are on Twitter. And also like I use this app called, I use this site called Goodreads. It's like one of those like websites where you can like track, you know, books you read and try to find like books to read, you know, later and whatnot. And they do have this feature that lets you uh, tweet any reviews you post or any comments you post about, you know, oh, I read this book and this is what I thought, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the only thing that really updates uh, my actual Twitter account. Uh, like the, the tweets on there is that. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I don't even have that. I, I literally, I have it. I've logged into it one damn time. And that is it. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't like reading stuff from like, you know, celebrities or whatever, you know, interesting people that I follow on there, I would, you know, I wouldn't have even bothered keeping Twitter. I would have been like using it for, you know, the first few days that I had it. And then as soon as I got bored with it, I would have deleted it. Because, yeah, I just... yeah. But we will see. Will Twitter continue in 2023 we don't know but we'll find out soon enough um okay so next thing on the list that we didn't already talk about um inventing anna mania anna delvey the new york city wannabe socialite and scammer made infamous in shonda rhimes's netflix miniseries inventing anna had a big year the miniseries was one of netflix's most popular offerings of the year. Delvey continues to attract attention following her release from prison after being convicted on eight charges of theft and fraud. I yeah, I wa I watched the show. Um, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. If you haven't watched it, I do recommend it. Um, I don't know if like obviously one hundred percent is truthful, but the basic premise is there and uh yeah i just know just from like uh you know dumoy like they she gets spotted almost every single week walking around new york with her uh you know tracker on her ankle because she's on house arrest i'm pretty sure she's going to be deported though because she's yeah. German. so yeah but i think it, it she's waiting for another trial or something but i do think she's eventually going to be deported yeah. I mean, like, I just think it was crazy that she got away with all this for as long as she did. But you know what? You, the moment you start screwing around with banks, you know, you're going to get found out pretty quickly because banks do not like banks. You know, you, you get a loan from bank. They want their money back, you know, one way or another yeah. at some point, you know. Even if it's like, you know, a 30-year mortgage on a house, it is still them basically wanting their money back and you are going to have to pay for it, you know. So I don't know what she was thinking, thinking that she could get away with that. I mean, I never understand people like this, like how they think they can get away with scamming people forever or maybe they just don't care or they're just too deep into it. I mean... I think that's like the that's like the narrative that they did in the show, right? Like that she was just doing it, and then she got way in over her head 
about how far she was taking this. And then it also turned into a sort of Ponzi scheme where, like, she borrowed money or whatever from one person, but then they're starting to pressure her to get the money back, so then she ends up getting it from somebody else. Just to, you know, which only just delays the inevitable. So, I don't know. Eventually I'll probably watch it. Um, I'm, I'm really bad about watching things. It's just too much. Yeah, there's so much stuff to watch now. Yeah. Um, okay, so another thing that happened, which I don't know anything about because I don't use TikTok, is the jiggle jiggle that went viral on TikTok. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently it's some song, My Money Don't Jiggle Jiggle, became a thing on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Again, I, I don't use TikTok, so I I, I, I do. I know nothing. I don't even pay much attention to it, honestly. I, I watch certain people on TikTok, and that's about it. Right. Anything Dillis, Dylan Hollis related is funny as hell to me. I love <laughs> watching that man cook. Hee <laughs> hee. No, he's hilarious. I mean, it's absolutely, it's hilarious. I can no longer say, I, I can no longer say cinnamon correctly. It's synonym. <laughs> um, okay, so next thing on the list, the nostalgia of Stranger Things. 80s nostalgia was all the rage in 2022. Thanks in no small part to the, to Netflix's Stranger Things. You know, I've been meaning to watch this show. I mean, at first, like, I wasn't going to because, like, I heard it was, like, you know, too poor and spooky, and that's not really what I'm into. But the clips I've seen of the show, though, actually does look pretty good. So, I don't know. That's that's just another show to add to my to-watch list. Yeah, no, it was... It's It's funny. I had sort of lost interest after the third season. I just didn't think it was as good. And this season really brought me back and obviously there's only one more season so i'll finish it out but but no the nostalgia was definitely there uh a song from the 80s hit number one uh a couple of them did yeah like oh yeah yeah like it's it's hilarious and like what's funny is like you have these you know gen zers who you know um got ticked off because the original band played their song and they're like, Oh, you're, you know, that's not your, you know, I don't know. Like they were playing it at a, at a concert or whatever. And they're like, why are these old guys playing this song from stranger things? It's like, it's their song. Like (laughs) that was an actual band back in the eighties. Like, come on. I know. I mean, listen, there are some like really, you know, amazing kids in Gen Z that are really honestly trying to do some great things. And I hope they can continue doing the great things. But there are just some of them that are like, guess what? There was, you know, life and culture and pop culture before you were born. Okay. (laughs) We weren't all sitting around a campfire in a cave (laughs) staring at each other, you know? (laughs) I mean, come on. We weren't all just drawing cave paintings, okay? We 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 listened to stuff, all right? <laughs> uh it's like come on, reality check here. Um okay, so another thing on the list. Um, takeoff shot in Houston. 
On November 1st, rapper Kersnick Kari Ball, better known as Takeoff, was killed in a shooting after dice game in Houston. Um, okay, I'm not a, I'm not really a, you know, rap listener. I'm not into, I'm not a hip hop listener. So, I mean, I think I heard about this, but like, I didn't pay too much attention to it just because it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know him. I don't, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not familiar with his music. So it didn't really impact me per se, but you know, it's like, I mean, more senseless violence, you know, especially with guns. It's like, I mean, we're not going to get into that, you know, topic, but it's like, come on. How is this sort of thing still going on? And of course, it just had to be like a cliche thing. A rapper gets killed like this. I mean, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, when is that? When is this going to end? Apparently not anytime soon. So. Never at this rate, <clears throat> never. Yeah. Um, speaking of music, Beyonce released Renaissance. Um, you know, I've only heard a little bit of the album. I haven't actually listened to it. Like, I mean, did you, either of you listen to any of it? No, I'm not a big Beyonce fan, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I've only listened to like, you know, her really big hit songs, you know, from her earlier albums, but I haven't really listened to much of her newer stuff because I'm not like, I'm not a member of the Beehive. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I've heard like there's like some like I mean, I know like it, it did get some good reviews, but I've also heard like some people giving it mixed reviews. I mean, especially like some of the first songs that came out off of it as, you know, the singles that, you know, to help promote it. So. Hmm. Um, OK, so next thing is, of course, the death of Queen Elizabeth. Mm, that was yeah. very sad. Yeah. I mean, you know, for. Again, we did actually did do an episode on this. Um, it was episode sixty-two. Um, I mean, you know, so we already said mostly what we had to say in that episode, but you know, um, yeah, I mean, for a lot of us, you know, for all for the three of us, and you know, I'm sure for a lot of you listeners, she was the queen of England and the only ruler of England that we knew. Yep. Um. And, you know, her son has, a, has very big shoes to fill. Um, yes. And, of course, and it actually did do so. Right. And um, I forgot the exact date, but I do remember that they did announce that the coronation was going to be in May of 23. Um, mm -hmm. So they're not going to make him wait an entire year like the queen had to after her father died, um, if I recall correctly. Um, but, you know... It, it It is, you know, it is the passing of the torch. It is centuries of tradition being shown to us. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, I mean, again, we, we, we kind of covered this, but it really is amazing, like, looking back on her life and how the world really changed, you know, all around her. And she was the royal to help modernize um, the royal family because, I mean, you know, just... Just the fact that her coordination was the first one to ever be televised, you know, for millions of people to watch at home is already like a super modern thing. 
Mm-hmm. And and then over the years, she did keep up with technology um, and other changes in society. I mean, like, you know, she does like her annual Christmas speeches on television every year in, in the UK. And, you know, even during the pandemic, she was like doing Zoom calls <laughs> with ob- with obviously a lot of assistance from, you know, her staff and her daughter, Princess Anne. But, you know. She kept up. She kept up with the times. So, yeah, yeah, and um, quite a few people who follow the royal family have said that like we are just probably never going to ever see a a royal like her ever again. Mm-hmm. So, farewell. Um, next on the list is the death of Bob Saget. Um, yeah, I still yeah I still can't believe it happened this year. But it did. It was early this year, though. Yeah, January 9th. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very early this year. It's hard to believe it's been almost a year. I mean, it's been, hell, it's been almost a year since Betty White passed, for God's sakes. I mean, granted, she passed last year, but it's been almost a year. I'm like, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. You know, you just never know what will happen to you tomorrow, next week, a year, 20 years from now. So I guess if there's a one lesson to learn out of all that is that, you know, you should appreciate the people around you and just know that, you know, no matter how good or bad things get, you know, you, you, you're, you're alive to experience it. So. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, next thing on the list is Benefer Wedding. I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't want to be cynical about this, but, you know, we'll see how long this lasts. I mean, that that's just the thing with the two of them. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, is, yeah, I, 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 like I still, the third I still iteration of Benefer. Yeah, we had the original Benefer, then we had Benefer 2.0 with Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Gardner, and now we're back to the original Benefer. But now I consider it Benefer 3.0. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all really suspicious to me because it was like, you know, obviously Jennifer was engaged to A Rod, and they broke up, and it wasn't long after she broke up with A Rod that she started hooking up with Ben again. Like, it literally was, like, weeks. Like, you were an engaged woman, and then you were dating your ex-boyfriend, like, in a matter of weeks. So, like, it just seems really suspicious to me. And part of me thinks that it is more for show than for actual love. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we will, I mean, not that we're, like, super following it but you know we're we're you know we're, we're we'll we'll keep an eye out on this one um although one thing i didn't know though was that she actually changed she legally changed her name to like jennifer affleck apparently not that like that actually you know makes a difference because every we still call her jennifer lopez j-lo so yeah. um yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so number 19 on the list is the Wordle craze. Um, 
I've played it a few times, but like I don't know, I I just never got into the habit of like regularly playing it. So it's been it's been like a few months actually since I played it. I mean, what about you guys? Did you guys like get into it? Yeah, I play it every day. What is it again? I'm sorry. Wordle. So it's like the the New York Times, and it's like you have it, nope. you have to guess a five letter word with no hints, and you have five tries to try and get it. Nope, I don't play that. Yeah. It's exciting when you get it in, like, the second or third try. Yeah, that actually happened to me a, f- a couple of times that I did it. It was really funny when that happened. I was like, what? But yeah, like I said, I, I, it, I didn't make it into a habit to play it every day. So, you know, it really has been months since I played it. Um, there you go. Um, and then to close things off, Adam Levine's adultery scandal. I mean, I I don't particularly love Adam. I didn't particularly hate Adam. But, you know, weirdly enough, I'm somehow not surprised that that was going on. Just because it's like, I do remember him when he was a judge on The Voice. And I did remember how I thought, like, he really is pretty smug, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, when, I mean, listen, the man is, again, very, very talented, but it's pretty sad when people know him and forget that he's one member of Maroon 5. You know, it's like the rest of the band kind of gets, like, forgotten about. It's only about Adam, so I guess he just got a really big head. But obviously his wife doesn't care because after this whole ordeal, like, like, they went, you know, they made like a a statement together they've been seen together so she obviously doesn't care that much yeah i mean it is all speculation because part of the problem is is this was all through like dms and there's actually apps that you can make fake dms and make it look real like even text messages you can make anything look legit and yeah it, it would be hard to prove yeah I mean, like, for any of you guys who are into reading fanfics, if you've ever come across social media, uh, alternate universe stories, especially if you happen to also be Tumblr users, clearly the writers use, like, those special apps that lets you fake, you know, uh, Twitter feeds and Instagram posts and text messages, like Sam was saying, you know, for the purposes of writing the story. I mean, like I've read a few, you know, Marvel fanfics that were like that on Tumblr, and I thought they were really entertaining and funny. But I was also equally impressed with the fact that, like, yeah, this tweet from you know Bucky to Steve looked like an actual, you know, Twitter, you know, conversation or text conversation or chat room conversation. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so that's why, like, whenever I see any quote-unquote evidence of like dms and stuff like that um um, i have to speculate because it's very very easy to create that stuff now which is a dangerous situation right and also you know i mean obviously we can't say one way or another in the case with adam but you know you just never know if like let's say it was a real 
DM conversation, how do you know certain bits of the conversation wasn't being taken out of context? Right. Um, and that covered the entire list, more or less. Um, yeah. Yeah. And obviously there's things that we didn't cover, but, you know, that's, I think, covered most of, like, the really important stuff that happened this year in pop yeah. culture. Yeah. And, hey, if you guys felt like there was something that was not part of the list that, you know, should have been on the list or we should have talked about, you know, send us an email, uh, threefacedaside at gmail.com and, you know, let us know. Um, and who knows, maybe in 2023, we will talk about them because as we've said, like some of the things that we mentioned that were also on this list, we did actually do episodes talking about it or mentioning it. Um, so yeah, no, if you guys end up, uh, Having suggestions suggestions for what we should talk about in 2023, let us know. So, um, I guess before we close out, uh, any last thoughts? Happy New Year's to you in 2023, hopefully with a voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See you guys in 2023. Yep. See you then. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.